Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Lopez wants it away. And it's a deep to left center. Andrew Jones on the run. This one has a chance. Home run! Mets fans of all ages, here is your host, Nick Durst. Hello, Mets fans. Welcome back to another edition of Believe in the Mets. I'm your host, Nick Durst. To be sure momentarily with my special guest, a long-time suffering Mets fan. But I just want to show everybody a happy holidays, a happy new year. And the Mets, their New Year's resolution should be to be competitive. They keep saying they're going to be competitive. They're going to be competitive. Well, now with the current roster, they're not going to be competitive. It's going to be really tough to be competitive. And this has just been probably, in my memory, just like a horrific calendar year, horrific 2023 for the New York Mets. So joining me now to break it all down. He's a Mets fan. He's been a Mets fan since the beginning. He is the legend himself. Lenny Melnick. Lenny, welcome to the show. Can you believe this 2023 that just happened for these New York Mets? It's the same as every other year. I mean, they threw in a couple of clinkers when they won a couple of games, but this Met team is typical of every Met team. And don't forget, look, I grew up in uh, Queens, New York in the 50s, and we had the Dodgers and the Giants. So, you know, I'm a National League guy. Yeah. And when the Mets came back, to, when the Mets came to New York, we went crazy. But I'll tell you what, since watching them play, I'm going crazy. Even in their first game, that's at the stage. They lost 9 to nothing to um, St. Louis, uh, I forget, to Pittsburgh. And, uh, and then they finally, after nine games, I'll never forget, after nine games, I'm sitting and watching the game on TV and the Mets beat the Pirates. Nine to one uh, behind Jay Hook, and I haven't been the same since then. But the Mets haven't been the same either, and this year it's going to be awful. Absolutely. So we'll talk 2024. Let's talk about the calendar year that was 2023. First, such high hopes early on. They they get Justin Verlander. We thought they were going to get Carlos Correa, which I know he didn't have a good regular season, but Correa showed up in the playoffs like he always does for the Twins. You can't tell me the Mets couldn't have used him at third base over Brett Beatty batting 220, Escobar batting 180. They could have used Carlos Correa. They didn't look to improve the offensive at all. Same team offensively from the previous year. Vogelback was back. Marte gets hurt. They just did not produce offensively. Fast forward to the trade deadline. They get rid of everybody in the fire cell. Robertson's gone in the rain delay. You get rid of Scherzer in the rain delay. Verlander's out the door. You get these prospects. And now you're in this offseason after the team collapses down the stretch. Yeah, in September, you're excited about Ronnie Mauricio. I know you, the, you in fantasy baseball, you were looking at Ronnie Mauricio in your dynasty leagues. He's out for the year with a torn ACL because yeah. he's playing in the Dominican Winter League for some reason. And you get to the offseason. And Lenny, let's talk about the first move in the David Stearns regime, which was firing Buck Showalter only to get Carlos Mendoza. What did you think about that whole thing there with the manager? I don't know. <laughs> That's the answer. I don't know. Who's Mendoza? I mean, I know he won't go over the line, but uh, yeah. he is. He is Mendoza. I mean, Showalter, okay. 
uh, nothing special. Look, to me, a manager's job, number one job, is to create an atmosphere in the clubhouse and in the locker room, the atmosphere to win. That's what it is. They don't go up there with a bat and swing. They don't throw the ball. They have to create. This is not easy to do. Mm-hmm. And it's something that very few people realize. It's not the it's not the numbers. It's not pulling the pictures as much as creating an atmosphere to win, thinking that you can win, believing it, and going out and doing it. And to me, that's what a manager should do. So I don't know what Showalter, I don't know what Melendez, uh, all I know is uh, in order to do what you're supposed to do, it would be nice if you had the players. And I don't believe that the Mets have the players this year. Uh, I mean, they have some. People underrate Francisco Lindor, who may be the best shortstop in baseball. But uh, other than that, there's nothing going on. Marte was hurt. They got a bunch of guys that are uh, – and they don't have any trade bait either. So not a lot of trade bait. So I don't think this is going to – I think it'll be a typical Mets year. The other thing about the Mets that scares me is not just is their team weak, in my opinion, but the Phillies, the Braves – these are two of the best teams in baseball in the same division. Absolutely. And then the Marlins pitching staff is better than the Mets pitching staff. Yes. So the Mets are closer to me to a last place team than a playoff team. I know they're preaching right. competitive. We'll get in. We get 84 wins, go to the World Series of Diamondbacks. I think they're closer to like the Nationals, so to say, battling for last place in the NL East. I don't see where this team is going to produce any offense outside of Pete Alonso, Francisco Lindor, Brandon Nimmo. They were middle of the pack to bottom of the league last year on offense. Straws run scored. And I don't see that improving unless they make some roster changes. The pitching staff was atrocious last year for the most part. And now it's going to be even worse. They got Luis Severino here. He's supposed to be the savior. He had a 70 array last season. He's got Luis Severino starts in seven years. Adam Adrian Hauser was a good pickup in a trade. Okay. What what is is Jose Quintana? The more he pitched, the worse he got last year. So I don't see what the Mets are going to do. Tyler McGill, Joey Locasi. It's going to be tough for the Mets fans this year. Well, we know Senga, he'll be sensational. But beyond that, there's question marks. And Hauser, the Mets are getting praised for getting Hauser and Taylor. Two guys who are like (laughs) deaf pieces at best. But Hauser's going to be in the starting rotation. Mets fans need to wake up and realize that Adrian Hauser on his 4.3 or something right, he's going right. to be in the middle of the Mets rotation. That's not a winning formula to me, Lonnie, this rotation. And could be their number two starter. He will be, right? yeah. He could be number two, Hauser, Severino, and Tyler McGill. And look, anybody who follows baseball knows it, uh, it's about how much of a losing team are they going to be. That's what it is. Well, what do you think about their offense? Do you think they're gonna right now? They're I don't understand. They're they're making no moves offensively. I thought offense was their biggest need this offseason because again, they did not score a lot of runs last year. They have only power from one guy. When yeah. he was out last year injured, the whole season went kaplunk. He rushed back, but he was still injured. He couldn't hit home runs, Milanzo. And now that they're just the offense is the same. I think Lenny, it looks like David Stearns, he's maybe looking to not be competitive this year. He's looking to maybe we'll take, take a step back, we'll let the young players assess them, and get a good draft pick. Because the Mets this year, they their draft pick, they lost 10 spots for next season because of the luxury tax. 
So if they're not in the top six record-wise, terrible, they're going to get bad draft picks moving forward. To say the Mets are going all out to win would be a big mistake, okay? Steve Cohen, the new owner, comes in, and right away, everybody's expecting him to be George Steinbrenner, all right, to buy up the players. Uh, I am told, and I don't know this firsthand, uh, that he has more money than I do, okay? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm told, okay? Uh, And he could go out, but he said right away, I am not going to overspend on players just to spend money. And that, to me, was a signal, be careful, everybody. Don't expect miracles. I'm not going to go out and buy a team. And as you said, I think this year they're just trying to be competitive because they have no choice. They have too many holes. You can't be competitive with a pitching staff of Quintana, Hauser, Severino, and McGill. You can't do it. It's just not possible. Yes. And now, Lenny, they have, of course, Edwin Diaz coming back. We'll see if he's himself, but yeah. to me, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if Diaz is there because how many times is he getting the ball with the lead this upcoming season? And who's the, the starting pitchers? Maybe they'll go five innings outside of Senga. And then the middle relief, who's pitching? Who's How are they getting the ball to Edwin Diaz? And That's to say Edwin true. Diaz is going to make a big difference this season. I and don't see you, it. And when you take a look at this team, who are they going to? I mean, the only, uh, they may end up trading Francisco Lindor only because he may be the only one he can get that they can get players for, young, good players. They, uh, Starling Morte, who knows? Is, is he hurt? Is he not hurt? Nobody knows. Brandon Nimmo's okay. Uh, Pete Alonzo could go for the right deal. Pete Alonzo could go for the right deal, but I think the first one to be traded would be Jeff McNeil. Uh, at second base, they could trade Jeff McDeal to a team in need, and they can put Ronnie uh, Mauricio in at second. So, look, there's not a lot of, of of exciting things going on. Let's put it this way. I'm not running out and buying season tickets after this interview, okay? Not going to do it. Well, it's interesting you mentioned tickets because on the day that Yamamoto signed with the Dodgers, the Mets sent out a, t- uh, a text to say, buy your three-game bundle tickets now. What do you? Why would I want to waste my money on number one the tickets? Number two, sitting in hours of traffic to get there, either on the BQ or the Belt Parkway. Number three, paying forty dollars to park my car, and then you took throw on the food. It's not worth the aggravation to get out there and to watch this team lose and make mm-hmm. the investment in it monetarily and time-wise. And they're not giving you anything this off-season to tell you this is this team is going to be good next year. Lindor. I think maybe looking back, they maybe shouldn't have made the trade for him, but 10 more years with him under contract now. Meanwhile, Andres Jimenez has become one of, if not the best second baseman in the league outside of Altuve. So maybe you could have held on to him and you could have signed a, a, a Corey Seager or somebody else in the, in the free agency market right. there. So that made it was a mistake. I think Pete Alonso, Lenny, I think David Stearns is not going to hesitate at the trade deadline to trade him. So I think it's 50-50 at best if Pete Alonso is a Met beyond this season. I absolutely agree. And then you take a look at what Atlanta has done. And I'll tell you what they have. They have, they have seven players tied up for seven years, young players tied up with long-term contracts. They're going to be a powerhouse for years. The Phillies, I think the Phillies, uh, it's going to be a great pennant race between the Phillies and, and, and the Braves, but the Mets, won't be anywhere, and uh, it's look. I would still date uh, uh, Miss uh, Miss Valentine if I could, but that's about it. 
so I'm not too thrilled with the Mets. And, you know, like I said, when I grew up in the 50s, it was all about the Mets, all about the mm-hmm. National League. And they lost nine years in a row. And when they finally came on, everybody was a Mets fan because they were losers. And they, all they had to do was win two games in a row. It's not going to be like that anymore. So this offseason, obviously no Yamamoto. So the question is now what? It seems like nothing's really the answer there. They're not going to go for any other starting pitchers. Rumored for Lucas Giolito. He's okay. Is he going to be an ace of the staff? Probably not at this point. And I can't blame Yamamoto for going with the Dodgers because the Mets, they offer the same money. That's the Steve Cohen effect right there. Which the Mets need to be careful with this because players, agents are going right. to drop the pricing on their players with Steve Cohen getting him to play with Stephen Steven Matz right. the previous offseason. But Yamamoto, he, he gets the same offer from the Dodgers and the Mets. Always wanted to be a Dodger. He didn't go back to the Mets for a final offer. And it's hard to deny him that because what could the Mets offer this upcoming season? We'll be competitive. We'll win 82 games. <laughs> he wants to win now. The, yep. Mets should, the Mets need to go. They should have been playing this strategy of let's win now and win later. Let's build the farm system, but also try to win now because it's hard to get premium free agents to come to a team, regardless of the money, unless the team is going to actually be a winning team. Right. And then Mets have too many players and too many positions and too many roles that they have to fill. So let's face it, unless they get lucky, it ain't happening for a couple of years. Absolutely. I agree with you there. Lenny, obviously you're well known for doing fantasy baseball. Is there any players on the Mets, let's say, I guess we'll go with the minors, that you think can actually come up this season and potentially make an impact? I don't mean come up like Mark Vientos, bat 180, sit on the bench, pinch hit three times a week. Anybody you think on this Mets roster, either currently in the majors that hasn't gotten a big chance, or somebody in the minors that could actually make an impact offensively this season? Well, they have a couple, they have a couple of young players who they're counting on. Uh, but I, I, you know, it's hard to say because the players that they're counting on, uh, in addition to Ronnie Mauricio, they've got, uh, uh, let's see, they've got, Acuna, uh, Gilbert and the Miners, Chet Williams, Chet Williams, Chet, yep. Chet Williams. He's a good looking, uh, he, he's not a big guy, but he's a, a sort of a minimum power guy with a lot of speed and the phones are ringing and who's calling David Stearns is calling you, Lenny. He wants you to help. Uh, yeah, they still call. Drew Gilbert, another kind of same kind of outfielder. He's not big, so they don't even have in the farm system a big home run hitter that everybody's salivating over. They got some young guys, uh, and I'm not. Uh, I mean, Williams, Drew Gilbert. He's he could be the first guy to get called up and yeah. play center field, but that's it. There's nothing here. These these players I've named a lot of times. You know the names of the AAA players. You mm-hmm. take a look at Jeff, uh, Jet Williams and Drew Gilbert, and uh, the only one people may know is uh, Ronald Acuna's brother. Okay? Yeah, Ronald Acuna's brother, Luis Angel uh, Acuna. And uh, that's about right. the only one. And it's not because of his numbers. It's because of his name. Mm-hmm. So, right. uh, look, there's nothing you're going to ask me that I can give you a real positive answer on what's going to happen with the Mets. And I remember I used to go to the Met games uh, at Shea Stadium, and the best part of the game, I'm just going to tell you this because it really was amazing. We'd be the first one in the ballpark. First one in. We'd run to right field. We'd stand there by the uh, fence, by the gate, 
And my son, wearing a Mets shirt, would call the Met players in the bullpen by their first name, and they would come over and give him a ball. Nice. Unbelievable, okay? And then when the visiting team came out, let's say it was Cincinnati, we'd run over to left field. He'd put a Cincinnati shirt on, and then he would call the Cincinnati Reds by their name. <laughs> there was one time that we had seven balls. And the game hadn't started yet. And he says to me, Dad, I, I just can't wait to get home and show Mom. And we did. We left before the first pitch. That may have been the best <laughs> Mets game I've ever been to. That's funny. So the Mets last year in free agency, they didn't go after Judge. This year, they didn't go after Otani. Is there any chance they actually do go after Juan Soto next year in free agency? I'm just guessing, but I don't see it. I don't see it, but this is the situation that Steve Cohen may say, forget about it. I'm going to spend the, it's hard to spend that kind of money on one player when the rest of the team is zero. Right. right? It's hard to do, but I could see Steve Cohen. If, he, if he's got the money I expect, he, can, he has a chance. But other than that, I haven't heard anything uh, about what he's going to do, except he's not going to. He's not going to embarrass the other owners by using his money, and he's new. He's the new guy. Uh, how quickly is that going to end? Hmm. Yeah. So Soto's probably going to get at least four hundred million dollars. Yeah. Alonso, he's going to get cl close to at least three hundred million. So, is they going to sign both of these guys for close to a billion dollars? They're going to become the Dodgers and spend a lot of money. And if you have these two players, they're still far away from yeah. being good. There's too many holes. So as a Met fan, I'm not thinking about Soto. I'm not thinking about uh, the future of Pete Alonso. What's going to happen in the first week of the season? Are the Mets going to be competitive, competitive, or are they going to be the 1960 Mets or 62 mm. Mets? Uh, it, it could be, but either way, uh, it's going to be a tough year. There is a very little chance that the Mets are going to be competitive for a title this year. What year do you think will be the next year the Mets are in the playoffs? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Look at your crystal ball. Are they, are they a year away? Are they two years away? No, they're more than two. They're about two or three years away at best, okay? That's if they turn it around. And they can turn it around because Cohen does have the money. That if they decide to go out and spend, he can do it. So, yes, three years is a possibility. But I have no idea what they're going to do. Nobody does. I'm with you. I think three years, I think it depends on who the next manager is of the team and where the roster is with these young guys right. at that point. That's right, the next manager. And uh, I don't know. They made such a big deal over the manager. They fired Showalter. I mean, I don't know what they're doing. So it's pretty interesting to be a Met fan. But it's nothing new. No. The conversation you and I are having is the same conversation I had 30 years ago no. right, with somebody. Every every 10 years or so, 15 years, you know, they'll go to the World Series, they'll have a big year, and then it's back to this repeat cycle. Well, that's what it is, and it's really too bad because I, uh, the Mets, you know, it's funny. When you asked me to come on the show as a Met guy, I, I mean, I've been in fantasy baseball so long, I've become more of a fan of the players. It's hard to explain. I treat the players who treat me nice when I, I want to interview them are the players I root for. 
Now that makes a little sense. Yeah. But I don't really root for any particular team in baseball, but it's in my blood to be a Met fan. When they came into town after uh, the uh, Dodgers and Giants left, it was it was a state of euphoria that you rarely experience. They're back. And I turned on Channel 9, and there they are, the New York Mets, with Ralph Kiner, Bob Murphy, and Lindsey Nelson. And I'll tell you what, if I could get a videotape of that season, I'd watch every game rather than watching any games this year. <laughs> well, the future in 2024, it appears to be bleak, but Lenny, this is great. This has been great to have you on. Let our fans here know where they can find your show on a daily basis. On a daily basis, and that's the key. I'm the only one in the country who's doing a podcast every single day, including Saturday, including Saturday, Sunday. We even did it on Christmas morning in our turnout. We have a chat room that houses uh, a good amount of people, and we were full on Christmas morning, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern time every day, Lenny Melnick, FantasySports.com. Uh, it's always on Facebook, always have a link, and we're always there. And I'll tell you what, it's a, we don't charge anybody. And the reason why? It's more important to have fun. That's how I look at it. I want to have fun. I want the people who help me out and support me having fun. It's not about the money. We have the best time that anybody could have. And it's not just fantasy baseball. We talk about all levels of baseball. There you have it. This has been great. Everybody, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel and following us on all social media platforms at Believe in the Mets, B-L-E-A-V-I-N-T-H-E-M-E-T-S. Like and subscribe and comment if you're watching on YouTube. And follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore Durst. On Twitter for the show at Believe in the Mets. I'm on Instagram at Nick's Food and Stuff. You can check out Lenny's show, of course. Check him out on social media as well. And let's just hope for the best here as Mets fans. <laughs> so New Year's resolution for Mets fans is to uh, let's just try to relax and not get too worked up over the next season because we know it's not going to be a great one. Isn't that right, Lenny? And make a note, the slogan this year is the best is not far from the worst. Okay. There you go. All right, until next time, everybody, happy new year, and let's go Mets. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.